2: Pitaya.
3: Hi, everyone. I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. What a week. What a week.
0: <laughs> it's always
3: what a week. It's always what a week. But uh, Jenny, I, I saw you a couple nights ago. Uh, this was last week. Um, it, was, it was the night where everyone thought Twitter was going to die.
0: Yeah, I saw, I I liked and interacted with many of your tweets that evening. And funny enough, I was sitting on a chair in the sky while this was happening. This is how I like to describe me being on an airplane. Um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what metaphor is this? No, it's just a very accurate description.
0: I was, uh, yeah, I was flying from Atlanta to LAX, and it was a late flight. Um, at this point, it was maybe midnight eastern time i was already like hovering over texas Mm -hmm. and i wake up and i decide to pay for the in-flight wi-fi and i'm like you know let me fucking eat shit you know for the remaining hours of my flight you know and i go on twitter and (laughs) everyone i knew was Mm -hmm. saying their goodbyes Mm -hmm. and and it was like everyone was signing internet yearbooks and Telling people where to where to follow me, or and sharing their deepest darkest secrets and their hot takes, and I start writing a bunch of my friends, start DMing them. I'm like, why right now specifically is everyone saying peace on on Twitter, and all these like hilarious memes about the Titanic and the mm-hmm. and all the Twitter influencers are the violinists and. And then I started seeing all of your tweets,
3: dude. I was playing Mario Kart, just you know, enjoying my life. I was like, de-stressed, and I'm like, you know what? (laughs) I just want to check Twitter before bed. And then I, the same thing happened. It it was actually I got onto Twitter because I thought of a tweet. I was like, oh, this is a funny tweet. I'm gonna tweet it. And then I tweeted it, and I'm like, wait, 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 what? And I guess I wasn't connected to the news that day that, you know, Elon Musk had fired a bunch of very key people at Twitter, but then that 70% of the employees just like walked out. So it was basically like, Twitter might not be alive tomorrow, guys. This might be our last, our last waltz. And it felt like an end of an era. I was really nostalgic. And like, I have my qualms with Twitter. I have my feelings about how toxic it can be. But you know, Twitter has also like, I don't know given me a really big community of comedians it's a really big platform that comedians have like found yeah. jobs and found each other in i've collaborated with people i met on twitter and become friends with them but oh, it it felt like an end of an era and then the next morning i wake up and it's like it's still running for now we don't know how long you i know, don't, know don't know how, how it happen. is to be honest yeah.
0: i i keep checking temporary it's like checking for a pulse mm-hmm. you're like is it still alive you're like poking it with a stick And it's still running. I'm like, how is this possible? It's like
3: Rasputin. It's like, bro, this this guy's like about to die, but he somehow just keeps living. Uh huh. And I was having dinner last night, and I was talking to my friend who who works at Spotify. He's like, you know, a uh, a coding nerd, and he was like, you know, a lot of the main people are gone. I don't know until when it's not going to be glitchy. It it will probably not like stop running well very shortly and whatever. And he was telling talking about all this technical shit. And then all I kept thinking was, dude, billionaires are the 21st century kings. Like, you know, stories of kings in oh like yeah. the 1600s that are like, hello, I'm 14 years old. I don't know anything about politics, uh, but I'm here to say, I just want to start a war with Spain. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, a lot <laughs> and of them it's were like-, like
0: kids, dude.
3: And all these history books are like, yeah, uh, King Louis the whatever, uh, was didn't know what he was doing, but you know, he decided to just kill all the corn because he felt like it. Like, that's how billionaires feel. Like, Elon Musk is like, Yeah, I made Tesla, I made SpaceX. You know what? I'll just buy Twitter. I don't know what it, what, how it does, I don't know what's going on, but I'll buy it because I can. And then I'm gonna put little like fucking polls and make huge decisions based on these fucking tweet polls and fire people when I like the the guillotining people. He's like firing people that like, did you see this one? He like posted something and then an employee at Twitter was like, Hey, Elon Musk, you're wrong. And he's like, okay, well you're fired. Yeah. And then Elon Musk later sent out a tweet that confirmed what the Twitter employer was saying was accurate, but, but that guy was still fired. It literally does feel like a King's court and we see it with Donald Trump, now we see it with Elon Musk, and I don't know who, billionaires, like, they're becoming, I remember when Bill
0: Gates was, like, the only billionaire, and now yeah. there's, like, a billionaire every month. It's funny, because we're speaking about all these billionaires, but then suddenly, somehow, Jeff Bezos was apparently visited by three ghosts. Wait, Jenny, what the fuck? I am making a Scrooge reference. Oh. Wow wow
3: wow i'm a dumbass i did not i'm like i just immediately was like jenny knows some shit jenny knows some spiritual shit jeff bezos was apparently
0: visited by three ghosts one evening (laughs) like a few weeks ago and he woke up one day and he's like i'm going to give all of my money to charity dude yeah he did but after he dies he had like a scrooge moment which to me is just him trying to get more amazon sales for the holidays but i found that very interesting i'm like all these billionaires are like kind of losing their minds and then here comes jeff bezos Mm -hmm. who suddenly had some kind of awakening well
3: his ex-wife was has been you know donating all her wealth basically so he's probably like oh shit (laughs) <laughs> his kids ah, ah. are probably like do it. does he have kids? I don't know but his kids know. are probably like mom is better she's giving away her wealth and she's. he's like fuck fine I'll just I'll do it yeah yeah and this was this comes right off the heels of Donald Trump saying he's gonna run again Ugh. and it's like God. you know all of these people that wield so much power just based off their bank account have a, a capacity of destabilizing everything from Twitter to politics, like and everything in between. Having too much power <laughs> is really dangerous. That's
0: not good for anybody. It's really. I'm already. Maybe. I'm already thinking of the movie because you know you've got the movie about the Theranos chick who was just sentenced to 11 years in prison. Oh yeah. Called the Dropout, and we we had. Um, inventing Anna and we had the Tinder Swindler, right? So we I'm waiting to hear the story about Elon and this whole Twitter situation. It's gonna be one hell of a series because this is giving me like the same amount of anxiety that I felt watching Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh but worse.
3: <laughs> but so much worse. I was confronted with the reality of like, oh my God, maybe Twitter is gone. And Yes. I think in the past we've we've sort of have all agglomerated around certain social media platforms for a while and then have transferred over. And today I wanted to talk about our history in the social media space and where it started and where we're at now. So I don't know about you, my first social media, I don't know, it's not a platform, I don't know what it's called, social media presence experience. The first time I became a, a like, a version of myself existed on the internet, was AOL. America Online. <laughs> oh, you've remember, got mail. You've got mail. I re- oh, my God. I remember you've... Oh, my God, the movie You've Got Mail with you know uh, National Treasures, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Um, I remember watching that and feeling like... You know, I, I'm an adult now. I was like 12 or something. And I was like, I have a way to talk to my friends after school. After I spend the whole day talking to my friends at school, yes. I spent hours online chatting with my friends. And it, and, and it almost felt like your persona online, your AIM conversations held more
0: importance yes. than real conversations. Yes. Including your away messages with like really emo quotes on like mm-hmm. Ashley Simpson or... My chemical romance. Oh my god! Yes. Oh or my. God. Or yellow card.
3: <laughs> like, it, but it was like it's so funny because now you know you you compare social media, but back then you only had a line, like you only had your your screen name, your your name, and then whatever you put next to it, and that's it. And that was well, no, how you had he, your AOL profile.
0: Oh, I don't remember, remember that?
3: that? No, I just remember the name.
0: That was my first intro to coding. As a kid, is that you could code and make your AOL profile look a certain way?
3: Mm, interesting, because I the the first time I coded, which is so funny that like we thought that was the future. We were like, you can literally <laughs> code your fucking website, and it was so complicated. But MySpace,
1: MySpace, MySpace was the yeah.
3: first time I was like, there's a website dedicated to me as a person and i get to pick the yes. music i get to pick the background yeah. the pictures the quotes it was like a haphazard page it had like no structure you could do whatever you wanted to it It was kind of like a blank canvas but it was in high school it was like your business card it was like who are you like yes. what do you represent this is your myspace
0: yeah you got to really be artistically creative on there and i remember when i was on myspace and suddenly facebook was born. First of all, I was in high school, and you needed a college email to create a a Facebook account. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I think I did get a hold of some kind of college email, or I don't know how I did it, but we all did somehow. And I just hated it. I hated Facebook. It was so boring. Mm -hmm. MySpace was like colorful and dynamic. And Facebook was like a prison. Everything was just like concrete slabs. There was nothing colorful. And... I, I just, I hate, I couldn't, like me being like a computer nerd, someone who loved designing her own websites and like coding everything, Facebook was horrendous. I was like, what is this? This is gross. And, and
3: we see this today, which is, I just recently read an article about how brands, right? So like eh, Balenciaga, Louis Vuitton, like all these like fancy brands, whatever, their typography, their, their text, their, um font use is like part of their brand right but they've all sort of agglomerated and are using basically the same typography why because it's like simple it's clean and online it just looks nice and it's um, homogeneous and i felt like myspace was like it was a mess like there was no homogeneousness like you clicked on one person's profile and it was like a goth mess and then you clicked on another person's profile and it was just yellow background with yellow card playing and and then Facebook came in and was like, wait, so Facebook is not just a platform, it's a brand. And we choose how your profile looks like. And we choose the typography. And we choose how you can upload. Like we choose everything. We're so doing like the school work. School uniforms. You. It's That's, like school uniforms. They put you in school uniforms. hmm And it's like you can choose, like, okay, a little accessory, which is your profile picture. Yes. But it made it streamlined things. Yeah. And it made it like it made it easier to navigate. Para mi. Because Myspace felt like just being inside my brain. It was just like, bro, choose one path. Like, What's going on here? And I I love the hierarchy of choosing your top eight friends. It was the first time real life social dynamics were replicated online, which is like you had to choose who your top eight friends were. And that was public knowledge and the repercussions you saw it in the real life, but it existed solely online. It was a lot.
0: People could write on each other's walls. I remember that. And then we had the bulletin board where people just took a bunch of quizzes about themselves uh, or would post something random. And I know there were also MySpace groups, but did MySpace die because we just all left in a mass exodus to Facebook? I think, I mean, I don't know the details, but
3: that's what at least my perception is. It was like MySpace was really hard to manage. It was like the como que the accessibility was not easy it wasn't for everyone but then on facebook it was like you just need an email and that's it i kind of wish that was you know. still the
0: case because everyone's tia yeah and Theo is on facebook spreading their q and on Gaka. and i'm just like why can't it just be that we need like a college email I know like some some which which I guess like
3: Facebook now I know it's still alive but I remember when it was the the it girl of the online yes it was the it girl for a while it a Facebook yeah it was like you know you needed one or you didn't exist
0: yes yeah it was crazy when you did when you found someone who did not have a Facebook and you thought it was weird
3: mm -hmm, like you don't have a fucking like are you a criminal
0: <laughs> yeah you're like um, why don't you have one yeah you don't want to be found by the cops like what's up like what's going on yeah
3: yeah but then I remember Twitter sort of came up and it took me a while to get on it yeah and it had its own vernacular and I always feel like every platform has its own rules Como que you had to I had to learn how to use Twitter it was like what do you mean there's a limitation I can't post pictures it's not for my friends it's for the world like what's going on here it was like very very different and it felt like more like journalists or comedians and then Facebook was like your friends Yeah. but then Facebook got infiltrated by like your parents and then your grandparents and then your crazy and it became no longer this like cool space it became just overwrought with every single human being on earth yeah remember choosing a profile picture was like the holy grail i remember thinking about my profile picture <laughs> for hours like should i should i go for some like alternative looking black and white pick i took on you know the photo booth of my laptop or should i oversaturate a party photo and upload that to show over
0: oversaturating fun? a party photo <laughs> Is I feel seen right now <laughs> because that is exactly what I did. I think that was around the time that everyone discovered Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I have so many oversaturated photos where I have no nose. Yeah, it's like where's my did nose? You, yes, like, where what's did going it go? I don't know. It's just my eyes and my mouth and no nose and it, it and then like the the year on the bottom corner because of like the digital cameras. Oh my god, I'm um, so in ugly. yellow.
3: It was, and also like. We didn't really have cameras on our phones, so no. we had a dedicated digital camera. Yes. And we would have, have to, to upload, upload it. it onto our laptop. And I think what videos are to Gen Z, which is like, oh, editing software is on a, an app, and it's sort of kind of easier to use, and you can make your own videos. Like, that was what photos were to us. It was like, wait, everyone can be a fucking photographer? <laughs> you're telling me, you're telling me. I can put something in sepia tone and look like this was made in the 19th century. I'd put my digital camera on timer and pretend it was like a pic a friend took. I could look off to the side and laugh like, <laughs> and then I'd go and check it. And I'm like, oh,
0: fuck, no, let me try it again. I did so many dumb self-portrait sessions, Joanna, that it is truly embarrassing. We all um, did, girl. You know, philosophers
3: have always talked about like identity, right? And like, yeah. who
0: is the real you? And I
3: feel the internet and social media... And we've talked about this in the past like that's another that's an extension of you or like another version of you
0: yes yes you were able to craft craft who you were absolutely which is like pretty messed up that's why i try to be as like real as possible on my social media i'm like not trying to be someone i'm not because i just don't i don't want people meeting me in real life and going what Mm -hmm. but it's so true i think a lot of people think it's a double-edged sword social media outlets and platforms helped people find who they are i think a lot of the times, like, experimenting and, like, being able to self-express in, in ways you couldn't in person, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But then it's also dangerous because then I there's a lot of people that just would flat-out lie about their lives and who they are. And because of exactly that, crafting their own identity for, for the public to see. I mean, I remember
3: sort of doing it as, a, as like, a teenager and, like, early 20s where, like, I wanted to look a certain way. So yes. I choose specific pictures like yeah oh my god I look so pretty here I'm gonna like I'm gonna like like really just make this look like I look like this all the time and if I like scroll through my first Facebook pictures like it looks nothing like me (laughs) I kind of want to do this exercise right now I want us to look at our first profile pictures okay all right oh my god I'm already cringing I'm so this is oh oh my god oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, this is so bad. That's not even the first one. It's like a mid one. I, oh, please God, please God. What is this? Okay, I have a duck face, I'm wearing aviators and I look nothing like me. I'm, I, I'm, I'm looking at this first photo of me on Facebook and this truly, if you showed me this picture, I'd be like, whose cousin is that? Like, I would not think this is me.
0: You know, what's funny is that duck face was so big back then and mm-hmm. aviators. I'm wondering if I have one similar. Uh, I'm definitely duck facing. Hold on. I'm scrolling. I cannot right now. This is so bad. Oh, my God. I have a worse one. Please show me yours, though. But I, I must have been real confident back then. I'm like, I can't even take selfies like this today because I don't take myself this. I, I feel like I took myself way more seriously back then than I do now. Mm-hmm. Pff. I'm like, all right, Jenny, calm the fuck down. Like, who cares? Like, your Bella Hadid. Right, like, I swore. Here's uh, an infamous one. Oh my God, Jenny. Okay, please. Okay, Jenny, it looks like you have wet hair. I did. Y- you, you're
3: you like angling towards the camera like this, this was a guest ad.
0: I'm wearing a Napoleon Dynamite shirt that's like tied to apparently show off my six-pack abs. Oh my God, you were showing off those abs. But there's one. I want to show you the one that reminds me of yours. This is me at a club but I'm wearing a <laughs> a Charlie Brown shirt. And you're, you have glasses, like, at night. At and night. And you're doing a duck
3: face. I'm doing a duck face. I think glasses and duck faces were iconic to our generation, but, you know, I read an article that duck face is a very millennial, like, um, selfie type of phenomenon. We all did the duck face. Why? Because it was a little performative. It was, like... It was like, we know we're taking a selfie. This is a selfie face. Like, it was, we were alive in the time, we were the generation that, that defined and invented the selfie. Like, okay, there's self-portraits and Rembrandt did fucking self-portraits, but like the selfie, the like, democratization of like a self-portrait, that was millennials. And then I read an article that says that the equivalent of duck face for Gen Z is apathetic face. It's a face that, like, looks off into the distance and has absolutely no expression. That is the Gen Z duck face. And it all, like, is rooted in how we experience the internet. For us, we were performing. We were like, oh, my God, we have a profile that this is us now. And Gen Z has, like, lived with the fucking internet since they were born. And they have this apathetic, like, relationship with it. You know, it's like, oh, God, here I am. Like... And it, it just looks like they don't care
0: or they're, like, dead or in a coma. And that is their duck face, dude. That is the That's Gen Z duck wild. face. wild. It's so true, though. It is so true because their whole aesthetic is just about, like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care, I don't care about anything. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Very Daria, you know. Very Daria. <laughs> I really think that we did. I think millennials really took themselves way too seriously at the dawn of the internet. It's like... They did. I just want to show people who I am at my core. That's such a and good point. everything was about like art and movie quotes and song lyrics. Oh, or like, I've had a really horrible day and I don't want to talk about it.
3: And it's like, why are you... Posting.
0: A lot of vague... Uh, I mean, I know people still do this, but I think our generation specifically was super guilty of, like, vague booking. Wait, what's vague booking? Like, if you were having issues with a friend who was uh, who who was your friend on Facebook, but you didn't want to tell them directly, and you'd be like, I'm just really sad today because, you know, some people just don't understand what it's like. like it was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're being indirect. Online. So that was what we would call vague booking. Well...
3: Vine for me was like another era because Vine, unlike YouTube, that was like, we have all different types of videos here and you can find something from like Charlie bit my finger to an animated, you know, video about salad fingers. Vine had its (laughs) own like comedy genre. Like now there's something called Vine energy, which is a type of comedy, which is like kind of chaotic. Vine was like, we have limitations. You have six seconds. Yeah. And those limitations bred a brand and it was so chaotic and so, i freaking loved vine because it was almost like the equivalent of a joke which is like a setup and punchline and you're out for video yeah. format and it was the first time that it wasn't like a vlog and a this and a sketch it was short form video content to its extreme
0: you know i actually did not like vine i think just like tiktok meta da hmm I think you're a stronger punchline comedian. I'm not. I'm a stronger comedian when it comes to, like, longer storytelling and, like, character work and sketch. Like, a full game versus a quick that I'm mm-hmm. So I remember I had friends back then being like, Jenny, why aren't you on Vine? And I'm like, and I, I would try. And I just couldn't get into it. And I feel the same way about TikTok right now. I'm just like... Uh, but as a consumer, as a consumer, like, I didn't do that much vying. As a consumer, it was fun. Because people, yeah, of course, because people are really good at that form of comedy. And yeah, I would I would definitely laugh a fuck ton. Um.
3: Which was different than, like, Facebook and MySpace, which was, oh, I'm, I'm interacting with my friends. I'm reading my friend's favorite lyrics. I'm, like, you know, stalking the guy I like to, like, oh, yes. I'm logging on to something. But yeah, I follow my friends at, but... I'm, like, seeing strangers make comedy in their house. That's, like, yeah, so it's weird. Really funny. Yeah, funny. Um, and that's really funny and weird. And, like, YouTube, like, everyone had their platform, I guess, or everyone logged on and watched YouTube. But Vine was, like, my friends were uploading Vine that, that never wanted to, like, make videos. they just, like, oh, yeah, I'll make a six-second Vine. And then Vine died. Mm-hmm. That platform, unlike other platforms, which is, like, it fizzled out, it petered out. Like, Vine was, like, it was murdered. It, it just felt bizarre to me. I'm like, wait, this can happen. To It was the first time there was a televised death of a social media platform, I feel like. Like Vine is dead. For
0: sure. Vine was like a, a for sure, like this is gone. This is dead um, versus others like MySpace that have fizzled out but are still in existence. Like Tumblr, right? Tumblr had a mm. big moment. And I still have my Tumblr. I still like to go on it sometimes. Oh, my God. Jenny, you still have Tumblr. I still have That's Tumblr. so on brand. You know,
1: at bp.com slash investing in america.
2: Are you a software professional looking to make a lasting impact on people and the planet? At General Motors, our vision is a world with zero crashes, zero emissions, and zero congestion. And we need innovative people like you to join us on this journey and challenge the limits of what is possible. From autonomous cars to software-defined vehicles, you'll translate breakthrough technologies like AI into experiences that people love. All while pushing the world forward toward an all electric future. See how you can shape the future of mobility at careers.gm.com.
0: Yeah, I still have Tumblr. Um, I mean, we haven't talked about this yet, but the world of Live Journal? What the fuck is Live Journal? What? You don't remember Live Journal. No, I, I, I remember Blogspot. They're similar Blogspot, okay. Live Journal, there was Kaleida, there was a bunch, but Live Journal was like the number one um and there was a lot of drama there too because that's like a a public journal and then people could (sighs) anonymously comment and write back and i had some shit go down in high school through live journal i love the idea of someone saying like i have a brilliant idea you know a journal
3: that private thing that you have like hidden under your bed it's a journal online for everyone to read and like pitching it and people saying like that's a f- brilliant idea. Oh let's God. let's put millions of dollars behind this platform. Um but like it cl- it clearly worked because you were I mean you were on it.
0: Yes, I I used it a lot, but there were other people though that were much like people were quite frankly becoming like live journal influencers but amongst their like high schools mm-hmm. and they had like very in-depth I I wish I was the kind of person that was like really poetic and actually used it for good. But, like, I was, like, one of many idiots from high school that would just be, like, hey, guys, so today, like, I went out with, like, Marissa and we went to get Taco Bell. But then, like, I really wanted a Chalupa. But then the Chalupa, like, they ran out of Chalupas. And I was, like, really upset. And so we decided to go to Pizza Hut. And, oh, my God, like, you won't believe what happened at Pizza Hut. Like, the guy ringing us up was super weird. But then he asked for my number. And I don't, like, just dumb. Like, like I... (sighs) But it was another form of like making yourself look cooler than what you were. I feel like a lot of people in my high school specifically used Live Journal to like brag about stuff going on in their lives, and you know you can share photos and little. There was like a lot of little little gifts that people would use, and people would get really creative. But a lot of it was once again like, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at how cool my life is. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it bred just as much drama as like a myspace it's so funny because all, all
3: of this is and and for our generation in particular it was like wait a second i can be the main character i i can write my day and post it on the interwebs and people will read it like i don't have to be an author or like a new york times journalist like i can do you know what i'm saying it was like this feeling of power and it was like. For us, and for me, I can say, it was like, because I have that power, I deserve it. (laughs) Like, because I can do it, because I can post, it means that, like, people definitely want to see what I have to say. (laughs) And I'm like, no, you're 20 and dumb.
0: I gave myself so much importance. I'm like, Jenny, no one cares.
3: And then there was, I remember when Instagram came around, it was like a, a new form of interacting with your friends because unlike other platforms where you could just write something, it was like, this is a visual
0: medium. It was very visual, and that's when everyone thought they were a professional photographer. Yeah, oh my god, the filters. The filters, that's really what it was.
3: I think there's gonna be a documentary in 40 years about Instagram, but specifically about how filters, like- Oh man. It was like, Myspace made like, yes, websites accessible, and then, yeah, uploading to Facebook. Like, we all kind of learned Photoshop. And then you had an automated filter. All you had to do is log on. And just, you had an option to make it look fucking crazy and bizarre. And you look back, and they're so over-edited, because anyway. But I remember it sort of being a place where I would look at my life and wait for the perfect moment that encapsulated something I wanted to represent about myself. Whether that be you know I was hiking and I look really great and there's a rainbow behind me perfect like it was like snapshots of my life that I wanted in like if there was if there was a part in a movie where I was looking back like where I was like almost gonna die or something and then they do a flashback of all the most beautiful parts of my life I'm like this is this is what Instagram is like that montage yeah I still
0: use Instagram every day that's like my main that's the main platform that even like as an influencer like brands look to the most more than YouTube, it's now between Instagram and TikTok, but apparently still Instagram reigns supreme. So if you have high engagement and a big following on Instagram, you're pretty good, pretty much good to go, Um, according Mm -hmm. to brands. And so for me, I'm like, I think seeing the potential death of Twitter, I think that makes me sad in that it is the most, to me, that's my LinkedIn. That's like the industry connections where we're All sharing our comedy and our work and connecting with artists and producers and everyone right like in the entertainment Mm -hmm. industry but then as someone who half of my career is being an influencer and and sharing my content I think I'm most scared of losing a platform like Instagram or YouTube because then it's like oh god uh, what do I do now it's a little scary
3: definitely I feel like Instagram aggregates stuff from everywhere else. You see TikTok videos on Instagram. You see tweets on Instagram. It's almost like the aggregator of of all your other platforms. But what I'm afraid about losing for Twitter is Twitter was the is I'm like I'm like talking about it as if we broke up and it's past tense. Like, it's still alive. It's still around. But um, Twitter is the only place that just words. I can just publish a joke. It doesn't have to be, I don't have to be on camera. I don't have to, I just can type it in my little computer and just press send. And it's just a funny just set of words. I I don't, you know, and it's one of the reasons that comedians have done so well there and comedians have found jobs through it is like you can really prove your wit, your written wit on Twitter. And, you know, TikTok is, is its own monster, its own behemoth. And, Um, you know, I think that there's a, just like there's Vine comedy, there's TikTok comedy. Yeah. But like Instagram for me, I think has been the, the one that's followed us the most. For a while it's been around. We, we take these, these things as like certain uncertainties. Yeah. And then they're not like, look at, look at our past, AOL, AIM, like MSN Messenger, like All of
0: that. It's gone. I never thought... I never thought those would be gone. Like you grow up, especially us millennials that we kind of just saw everything happen right before our eyes from like, again, Instant Messenger, AIM, AOL, AOL chat rooms, you know, then like, even the ones that kind of tried to start and failed. Hell, even E-bombs World, I don't know if you remember E-bombs World, Um, that to me was pre-YouTube. That's where Mm -hmm. you saw a lot of these really hilarious viral meme, like animated videos it was the inception of like viral comedy uh, before YouTube. And so we've gone through a lot of these platforms that you know they don't all survive or not all these websites, but at the time you're like, oh, this isn't going anywhere. I certainly never thought Myspace would go anywhere mm-hmm. when I was using it. I'm like, this is great, everyone's here. Why would anybody go anywhere else? And even Facebook, I think, and granted we're all still there, but it's just kind of like, I don't know, I feel like Facebook, is that platform that's like that one relative that you visit every now and then but you're not that close anymore you're just like mm-hmm. okay like i guess i have to go to like theo's house you know but <laughs> i am shocked though at how many of my friends do use facebook i am a little shocked really yes because i only use facebook for my fan page primarily to post my videos and for fan stuff right yeah me too but like my, my personal one i'm like man i never post on here i feel kind of guilty because a lot of my friends are hella active on that shit. And now like, I'm like, okay, let me start posting again, like a little, just interacting with my actual Facebook friends. And I get so much engagement from my own friends. Like everyone starts sending me messages and talking to me and giving me advice or like feedback. And I'm just like, y'all are really active on here. This is a little like weird to me. I'm like, y'all are really, really active on Facebook. You all really get along with my my weird uncle that I don't want to visit. Why are you you all in his house, bro? Why are you here? I'm like, what are you doing here? And I'm really, I'm not sure. And it's not like these people are whack. These are like my actual friends. A lot of them are industry people. Even if they're not like super close to me, some of them are like TV writers, showrunners, like the same kind of folks that I have on my Twitter. They're on Facebook and they're using that shit. Like on the daily like I can go on my Facebook right now and I'll see like a bunch of my friends updating photos and sta- like nope. posting I have about my, their
3: lives I have my high school physics teacher uh my aunt that lives in uh Fort Lauderdale and <sighs> I don't
0: Dude, know who no. this guy is
3: I don't know who I, any of these people are, I, that are on my, my friends page. are
0: literally updating <laughs> their lives multiple times a day seven days a week on facebook you know uh, i didn't have that and i was like wow i i guess i guess
3: there's no way for me to connect with my friends and then i i'm gonna make i'm embarrassed to admit this i'm gonna make um i'm gonna i'm gonna confess something here we go um i opened a linkedin you know, I used to make fun of LinkedIn all the time. I'm like, oh, my God, a Facebook for people that are like just posting about jobs. Like, is there anything more embarrassing? I have one. I found all my friends. That's where all my friends have been at. My friends have are all on LinkedIn. And it's like the most boring platform. It in really the is. Fucking I world, can't but- stand it. No, but you know what? All my friends, my friends from college, my friends from high school, all these people that I thought had disappeared, they, they've they all been at a party that I wasn't invited to. And it's LinkedIn. Okay. And all the 30 year olds are there and they're all posting about like their promotions and about like how they spoke at an event. And none of them are posting their babies or their like private life. They're just posting... They're like professional lives. And it's interesting because all these people I didn't know anything about, I'm like, oh my God, this guy from my college who was kind of a dick, he's like super successful now. <laughs> like, mm. But LinkedIn is, it's like the progression of the millennial. Like we started on MySpace. Then we went to Facebook, then a little bit of Vine, a little bit of YouTube, then an Instagram. And then we, and then we're, we all migrated to the platform about like careers <laughs> where it's like post your education and um, your skills and like... <laughs> we, We went on the platform that's a fucking digital resume. And I think that just speaks volumes about how old we've become. Yeah, no, it's true. My favorite tweet we've ever received is a tweet that said, every podcasting duo looks like this. And it was Sully and Mike from Monsters, Inc. And I'm like, nothing has ever been truer. All our pictures are me as this ginormous monster and you as this tiny, cute little
0: thing next to me. Okay, monster, follow <laughs> we'll forward. An Amazonian goddess. <laughs> it's like you're a chihuahua and I'm a, like a Dalmatian. You do have the energy of a, of a Dalmatian. I could see you digging up many holes in my backyard. 100%.
3: Hey, Jenny, what's the original internet connective tissue? What? That's a weird way of saying that. What? The electronic mail. Yes. What I meant to say is like, what's like the first way we, we remained in contact online? And yes, email. Email was a way we did it. And email still the way we do it. And it's been a while since we've asked our listeners to send us messages through our email. But we're coming up on our 100th episode. And we wanted to do like a mailbag episode. <laughs> I feel like Steve from Blue's Clues. <laughs> mail time! We're going to be reading some of your emails and, you know, discussing them and talking about them. So, hey, guys, send us an email at hyphenated at pitaya.fm. That's hyphenated at
1: pitaya.fm. <laughs> you can't mail